I am Douglas Little, founder, perfumer, and creative director for Heretic Perfume. You are listening to the I Am Heretic podcast. These podcasts are an exploration of the senses with a focus on fragrance, how it's made, the effects it has, and the incredible people it has led me to meet. In today's podcast, we are going to explore the power of scent, sound, and what happens when the two worlds collide. A spectral performance artist and self-taught master of the theremin, my extraordinary guest today is the dark, lovely, and delicious Armin Ra. Armin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and good evening. I'm anxious to find out how in the world did you find the theremin, and how did you become such an incredible artist of it? Gosh... Pardon me while I light a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, while we are currently recording this in Armin's stunning abode, and um, it's, it's just twilight, the room is filled with incense smoke, it couldn't be a more perfect setting for this uh, discussion. Thank you. Well, it is, after all, New Year's Eve for the witches. (laughs) (laughs) I, like yourself, had known about the theremin kind of as a pop culture object and had seen the sci-fi films and was aware of the soundtracks and really didn't know if they even existed anymore. And most of my life, I had never heard it played besides in kind of like a spooky or alien or ufo soundtrack kind of way i remember seeing a band and they had a theremin this was many years ago and they played the theremin and it was so beautiful so after that i went home and i researched theremin and i found out that they were still being manufactured and so i thought perhaps i should be a theremin player just like that and Most people discouraged me who knew about it and said it's very difficult and can't really just pick one up and play it. Did you have any musical background? I did because my mother was a concert pianist and my aunt was a opera singer and a musicologist. Oh, so you grew up around it. I really did. And my father also was a jazz musician, so I heard all these different kinds of music and I was raised in Iran and... I'm Armenian, and so those music, uh, musical influences were also there. There's also something about Persian religious music that's got such, uh, I mean, the tonalities of it can be quite similar to aspects of the theremin. Well, yes, and actually those tonalities are much more difficult (laughs) than, let's say, the European scale. And I had to play for many years to be able to play those types of Armenian and Persian pieces as well. And you've you've played those on the theremin? I have. On my first album, which is Armin Ra Plays the Theremin, is mostly Armenian music. And then the uh, pieces, my original pieces, which every album has, you know, a few of them, tend to veer towards like Middle Eastern. Uh, that scale like when I'm left to my own devices that is the 
dimension I go to, it's that scale, because I believe that it was the first influence Absolutely. to this body, you know? Well, not only that, but I think that there's something about Middle Eastern music uh, for me personally, and that's all I can speak to, is that when I hear traditional Persian, traditional uh, Middle Eastern music, that for me, it's it's it truly brings me to the concept of a higher consciousness. Yes, I was just going to say um, it is divine. Mm-hmm. Um, these are tones and vibrations that have intention and they fall under the category of let's say religious absolutely only because of the effect they have and now you know we could talk for a century on the positive and negative aspects of these effects but a lot of the tonality was even removed from many religious compositions now they're back you know the the specific tunings the megahertz all that information is now back because of the internet and because of information being available but all sacred music regardless of its religious flavor can transport heal affect the body especially if you are open to that I think that today is very profound because whether or not you believe that Halloween is just a children's holiday or perhaps if you're more inclined to the older aspects of what this day represents is that for many and certainly that the witches believe that today is a day where the veil becomes at its most thin and that spirits of those that have passed have the opportunity to come through and to visit those who they love. So I think that today in exploring the theremin, the concept of this podcast is about the senses and it's certainly about fragrance and it's about what these the heightened aspects of these senses where they can take us and i think what you do is so special and you know you've got such an incredible gift it's quite obscure and it's it's really wonderful to be able to shed some light on it thank you so much i'm very affected by fragrance and i have been as far as i can really remember because being raised in persia of course it was a very fragrant place for us anyway and jasmine and rose water and my mother's consistent diorissimo perfume which is lily of the valley was very prevalent and still is she's really never worn any other fragrance if you're listening Dior and then myself I'm somewhat known for being very fragrant and using (laughs) up to six or seven different fragrances at once Mm -hmm. because uh, I do like to leave an impression after I leave the room how could you not well you know several layers of impressions (laughs) like chiffon like layers of chiffon and also i used to have my stage perfumed before i would perform oh it's so incredible that was a ritual that was done all the time now i will have people uh walk across the stage with incenses and i have many of my oils and incenses custom made by witches 
I have my friends at Pan's Optica, darling Vicky. She makes me special oils and incenses for my events. And now I will also be gladly using heretic fragrances for <laughs> such ceremonious occasions as a performance. Your aesthetic on stage, I really feel that's what's also very interesting about the theremin is that the theremin is so ethereal and dreamlike and your personal presentation of yourself on stage is this kind of beautiful, glamorous gender illusion that happens. And where did that, where did that come from? What was the seeds that, that started that? Well, that is really my most innocent self. I feel myself completely balanced with masculine and feminine energy. So I have respect for the music and respect for the stage and the art. And of course, I was influenced by people like Marie Callas, Klaus Nomi, Nina Hagen, there's people like Susie Sue, that, you know, singers that I grew up listening to influenced me. Not that I look like any of these people or try to, but they all had very strong and reliable images. The thing that really spurred this podcast was that I've had this obsession with the concept of fragrance and sound. And, you know, fragrance is this invisible medium as an art form. And it lacks shape, lacks substance, but it is so interpreted by people, much like music in that way. And the way that it's scaled in many ways is very similar to the way that music is scaled. I've done quite a bit of research of various composers that have tried to do compositions of assigning notes to actual fragrant notes. And when I was, um, there's all these, there's some ancient ones, it's very interesting, Eugene Rimmel. And then some more modern cases of that is an artist named Harry Ravel, who in 1940s, he was part of the Les Baxter movement. For those that don't know, Les Baxter, and I know Armin, you probably are obsessed with him as well. You know, the kind of godfather of tropical lounge exotica yes that's the perfect term for it so he and les baxter produced this album called perfume set to music and there's a little bit of background story that's quite interesting which was that harry ravel was in paris and he was at the george sunk and this beautiful woman walked into a room and her perfume captivated him and he followed her and said you know, what are you wearing? And she said, oh, I'm wearing Toujours Moi. And, you know, he was just enthralled with this fragrance. And he left and he wrote this piece of music about this, this fragrance and decided that he wanted to actually do this album, which was going to be, each song was going to be inspired by a different perfume that was famous at that time. What was interesting about the read on this was that he couldn't complete it. He felt like he couldn't get the music to be at the same level to evoke the emotions that the fragrance was evoking. Apparently, at this time, he went to go see a film, which he went to go see Alfred Hitchcock's Spellbound. And Bernard Herrmann worked on this piece of music, and he incorporated the theremin. Fantastic. Played by Dr. Samuel Hoffman. That's correct. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about Dr. Hoffman? Frankly, I don't know very much, except that he was one of, if not the only really well-known thereminist of that time. And 
he's probably the person who's playing all of these Hitchcock soundtracks. And he worked with many producers such as Lex Baxter and has several albums featuring the Theremin. And he was also on a weekly television program. I didn't know that. Yes. And they had like their Theremin segment in the 50s. And it was this beautiful vignette with like a statue and a chandelier or something. And Dr. Samuel Hoffman, very well dressed. And the the viewers would send requests into the show. And so each week he would choose a piece of music that was requested by one of the viewers of this show and perform it on the theremin live. So, That's amazing. Yes, I would love to do something like that on television. Oh, it's incredible. In case you're listening, TV. <laughs> so today what we're going to do is I have asked Armin if he would would participate in something fun for All Hallows Eve. And I've asked if he would interpret two heretic fragrances today. The first fragrance that I'm going to have Armin interpret through the theremin is going to be Florgasm. And I'm not going to give any notes, and I don't really want to talk about the fragrance. I really want first Armin to smell the fragrance, and then we're going to unleash him on the theremin. And for all of you listeners, you get a very rare treat of hearing him play. If that fragrance is what it would smell like if a flower had an orgasm, that is what it would sound like if a flower had an orgasm. That was incredible and definitely represented the kind of ethereal, light, delicate quality that I was trying to achieve with this fragrance. This particular fragrance is a combination of coriander and bergamot at the top. The heart of the fragrance is built off of orange flower, absolute, and the langalang, tuberose, and jasmine. And the base is the addictive hibiscus seed absolutely spectacular. The next fragrance is the infamous Poltergeist.
Oh my God, that was incredible. And just as haunting as the poltergeist fragrance itself. Poltergeist is this incredibly green, haunting, smoky fragrance that's a combination of wormwood, pine, juniper, neroli, labdanum, cade. It's deeply smoky, deeply woody, and incredibly green. That was spectacular. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a new experience for me because I really didn't have any melodies in my head or any kind of a preparation. So the fragrances really did conjure whatever melodies that happened. And much like fragrance, this music is pulled out of the air because the theremin isn't touched and the notes are vibrations. This was definitely a really incredible episode and thank you very much for being a part of it. On All Hallows' Eve, you're going to be performing yes, tonight, yes? Yes, I'm performing and hosting the Fox's Magazine. Welcome to our nightmare Halloween extravaganza. It's at the Lodge Room in Highland Park and there's information about that on my website arminraw.com and my various social media situations. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And you can always find us at Spotify and of course at hereticparfum.com Until next week. <laughs> <laughs>